0: This is Millennial Man Motions Entertainment, LLC. Today is Wednesday, May 25th, 2022. And in this episode, I am going to be going over my favorite Tom Cruise movies. Now, Tom Cruise has been around since the early 1980s, and... He is one of the last few remaining entertainers that always does a terrific, outstanding, incredible content work of all his entertainment out for people, the audience, over the past 30 some odd years. Okay? So, he, he has very specific, specific movies he did in the 80s, 90s, 2000s, 2010s, and 2020, 2020s now. So, these are going to be the select, certain select movies from this filmography that I really liked, that I really enjoyed, and these are going to be in no particular order. So, with that said, in no particular order, here, I'm going to start off with the beginning now of my favorite of the Tom Cruise movies. Now, here we go. This first movie I'm going to mention is not a good movie. It is not a good movie, but he's all right in it, but not great at all. But for this first movie, Cocktail, Cocktail from 1988. And the reason I have Cocktail on my list is actress actress Elizabeth Shue. Yes, Elizabeth Shue is in Cocktail with Tom Cruise. They, uh, they're partners in this movie at different points, and, uh, I don't really, I don't really think that Cocktail has a lot of re- rewatchability value, and it's, and it's surely, it's definitely not a good movie. It is a pretty poor-ass movie, but... The reason that I like Cocktail again is because of Elizabeth Shue, who you might also have fun watching in the original first Karate Kid from 1984, and as the recasted girlfriend of Marty McFly, Michael J. Fox, in Back to the Futures Part 2 and 3. So yeah, Elizabeth Shue in the 1980s, whether it was Karate Kid, the Back to the Future sequels, or Cocktail here in 88. Uh, Really made me enjoy uh, Cocktail a lot. But again, Cocktail doesn't really have rewatch rewatchability, I don't think. But with the exception of Tom Cruise and Elizabeth Shue inside that waterfall scene. Just rewatch the waterfall scene and you'll know what I'm talking about. With that said, I'm going to be leaving Top... Gu- I'm going to be leaving Cocktail Nail from 1988, and again, these movies are in no particular order. There are only certain select movies from his filmography that I like, so whatever movies I don't mention are movies that I did not like as much as the ones that I will mention. The next movie I want to mention on this list is actually I saw on the TV on HBO recently. Uh... With, with or without the sound on, with or without the sound on, 2013's Oblivion. Oblivion is a science fiction movie where, I, I, I can't really explain the storyline or plot, but the director of it is Joseph... Kosinski, Kuzins- who is also gonna be now the director of Top Gun 2 Maverick. Yeah, I thought now because Top Gun 2 Maverick is just about to come out, that this list now finally of my favorite Tom Cruise movies is just the right time to get out exactly what, for you guys are, my top, top, my, fav- my favorite Top Gun Cruise movies are. So, I actually didn't really care for Oblivion. Uh, for the longest time. But when I saw it was playing on HBO recently, with or without the sound off, I thought, this movie is kind of engaging, uh, kept me in interest for the majority of the movie. Uh Oblivion uh also features Olga Kralenko, o- Olga Kralenko, Ukrainian actress, who was in Quantum of Solace from 2008, Bond 22, Quantum of Solace, and it also features, of course... The very entertaining actor, Morgan Freeman. Yes, Morgan Freeman is also in Oblivion. So, yeah, that's the, ne- that's the second movie I want to mention on this list is Oblivion. So, not so well quality-wise, a very poor piece of movie, but really liking the actress uh, Elizabeth Shue. We got first, we have Cocktail from 1988 with Elizabeth Shue. And now Oblivion from 2013. So those are the first two movies I want to get out there. The next movie, again, these movies are in no particular order. The next movie that I want to mention for, and a lot, I, I, I gotta tell you, I haven't really seen all of his movies. Like, I've never seen, I've never really seen The Color of Money from 86. I've never really seen, never really seen Born on the Fourth of July from 1989. I never really saw a lot of The Firm from 1993. I never really saw Interview with the Vampire. So those movies, well, I'm sure they might be pretty good, great quality movies for others that like those movies I just mentioned. Uh, Born, on, Born on the Fourth of July, The Firm, uh, Interview with the Vampire... Uh, Days of Thunder. I haven't really seen all those. Never got into those. I also, um, I never also really saw um, these early '80s movies that I'm about, about to mention. I never really saw um, *Endless Love* from '81, and *Endless Love* from 1981, *Taps* from 1981 as well, *Losing It* from 1982 and The Outsiders from 1983, and also Legend from 85. I never really saw those either, so they're not going to make the list. Never really got into those. But with that said, the next movie I want to mention after Cocktail and Oblivion. Oblivion was 2013. I want to mention Risky Business. Risky Business from the early 80s. Now, even though I never really saw Endless Love, Taps, Losing It, or 85's Legend, I want to mention now one movie from the early 80s of all this that I actually do want to that really stood out from seeing Tom Cruise in it. 1983's "Risky Business," where he played a, a young teen, where he played a teenager named Joel. This came out in 1983, and I want to tell you that "Risky Business" was entertaining, um, especially the dance he did inside the house. Um, "Risky Business" also includes Joe. Joe Pan, Joe Pantoliano, who you might recognize more from as Cipher from the Matrix 1999. Yes, Joe Pantel, Joe Pantoliano is in this. Uh, who you might know more as Cipher in the Matrix or as the boss of um, Martin Lawrence and and, and uh, Will Smith in the uh, in the bad in the Bad Boys movies. And, uh, another thing I want to mention about, uh, Risky Business before I move on to the next movies is watching, uh, Rebecca, Rebecca, Rebecca DeMornay in this movie. Rebecca DeMornay and Tom Cruise going back and forth with with each other was, um, was very, um, interesting. So... Yeah, and I'm going to recap all these movies at the end, so let me just continue on movies that I haven't mentioned yet. Alright, so after liking Risky Business, which is one of the movies that put Tom Cruise on the map, the next movie I want to mention is... 1996's Mission Impossible. This started him as the uh secret agent, American secret agent Ethan Hunt in the Mission Impossible franchise. We just recently got to see a teaser trailer for Mission Impossible 7, now known as Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. And uh that was very that was a very good teaser trailer, but it's not coming out till next summer, summer 2023. But to start it all with the first Mission Impossible, Mission Impossible One, 1996, and the little reason why I put Mission Impossible on this list is it shows very early internet, 1990s internet. Tom Cruise's agent character is working on the computer. On a very slow internet that was 1996. I always like to see um, movies and television shows that showcased the internet in some way, shape, or form, like the T-800 Arnold Schwarzenegger mentioned to John Connor in 1991's Terminator 2 Judgment Day about something going online with Skynet online in 97, and it's like... How the hell are they talking about online in 1991? Most people in 1991 didn't even know that the internet was a thing at all, unless you were in a college or university or you or you had some background knowledge of knowing it way before regular people. Or the fact that the internet is also mentioned in GoldenEye to James Bond 1995. So 90, this came out that came out a year before 95 with GoldenEye, and then with Tom Cruise in his own thing as his spy series in 96. The internet is showcased in 1996's. Mission Impossible 1. Now, while I like a lot while while I like a lot of the Mission Impossible film franchise, not every single Mission Impossible movie will make the list. There's going to be the Mission Impossible movies I like, and there's going to be the Mission Impossible movies that I do not like. So, let me just get out of the way again for the mission the two Mission Impossible movies that I, that I didn't really care for. The weakest of the link, 2000's Mission Impossible 2, directed by John Woo, I believe as one of the weakest movies of the Mission Impossible franchise, when all, mostly all, almost all the rest were really fantastic, really, really huge, really, uh, some entertaining to watch more, more than one time. So, but the, so the one Mission Impossible movie that will not make the list, one is Mission Impossible 2 from 2000, easily the weakest and worst of all the Mission Impossible movies. And the other Mission Impossible outside of Mission Impossible 2 that is not going to make the list is Mission Impossible 4, Ghost Protocol, Ghost Protocol from 2011, only because the best part of that movie was the scaling the building of the, um, in Dubai, what have you, in the middle of the movie, which was really the best part of that movie, but anything that happened before the building scene, and happened after the building scene, didn't add up to what was that, that was the standout piece of that movie, and whatever happened before the building, and after the building, didn't hold up as much, or be as, as well as that whole building thing was, so... Mission Impossible 2 from 2000 and Mission Impossible 4 Ghost Protocol from 2011 are Mission Impossible movies from Tom Cruise that I am not interested in. With that said, let's continue on the list of the movies that I do like. Oh, um, let me just say again, real quick. The ones that I haven't seen or never really got into are... This This is going to include Endless Love from 1981, Tabs from 81, Losing It from 82, The Outsiders from 83... I think I've seen bits and pieces of all the right moves from '83, but not enough to know much about that movie. But I've all bits and pieces of all the right moves from '83. All the right moves from '83. Never really saw Legend. Saw Top Gun. Top Gun. Bits and pieces. Gonna have a Top Gun discussion coming up real soon with you to catch. And I'm seeing Top Gun 2 with some friends next Tuesday. So, yeah, Top Gun 2 movie sequel seeing next Tuesday, and discussion of Top Gun coming up real soon. Catch it when you when you hear it, when you see it. Uh, never really, never really saw the color of money. Never really saw Born on the Fourth of July. Never really saw Days of Thunder. Never really saw Far and Away. I just, I don't. The only thing I know about A Few Good Men, it, the only thing I know about is A Few Good Men, is the the line back and forth, real quick, between Tom Cruise's character and Jack Nicholson, Jack, Jack Nicholson's character. That's the only part of the movie I know about. That. <clears throat> I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Or something to that effect. Never really saw The Firm. Never really saw Interview with the Vampire. uh, Never really got into Jerry Maguire, except for one really quick scene. (laughs) Uh, And never really got into Magnolia. And Vanilla Sky is kind of depressing, and I never got into uh, Magnolia. And I... The The Last Samurai was a good movie, but it was way too long. The last samurai was two hours and thirty-four minutes. That's where Tom Cruise played an American military advisor who works with and talks with Ken Ken went to Ken went to Tabi, who played a um a part in Batman Begins. That's mostly where I know him from Batman Begins and Inception. But um, so those are the movies that I wasn't really interested in, never saw. But that's why I said select Tom Cruise movies. They're the the movies I mentioned so far were some that I never really saw. So I'm only mentioning the ones that I really cared for or had some sort of uh, connection to. So, and again, I'll do I'll do a recap at the end with everything. But let me just get the rest of the movies in here. All right. So the next movie on my list that I like about Tom Cruise is. Summer June June Summer 2002's Minority Report as Chief John Anterton directed by Steven Spielberg, uh, Minority Report. Uh, this came out 20 years ago, but it still holds up pretty well now with the effects and the story. But again, this is also too long, way way too long at two hours and 25 minutes. Uh, Minority Report also includes. Co- Colin Farrell Colin Farrell Colin Farrell who you can catch as Oswald uh, Oswald um Penguin in The Batman which has been a a sequel has been Greenlight and if you haven't already done so please check out my The Batman movie review from early March from early March two months ago uh, early March 2022 I got a Batman The Batman movie review out for you so check that out but yeah Minority Report was really a well done um, science fiction movie uh, A short, st- it's a short story by Philip K. Dick directed by Steven Spielberg one of one of the better movies of 2002 20 years ago Uh, next movie on my list after Minority Report, by the way, I'm going to try to do a Minority Report movie discussion with my friend and co-host Avi, so hopefully look out for June, in June 2022, catch out a, a hopefully movie discussion, finger, uh, a movie discussion of Minority Report with Avi, hopefully, we'll, uh, we'll see what happens with that, but uh, ideally, um, I would like to speak about that movie with him if we both, I believe we both saw it. Next movie I want to talk about on my list, okay, is 2004's Co- Collateral. Where he plays this character named Vincent. Uh, the name, the m- name of the movie is Co- Collateral from 2004. This was a really well done movie. This was directed by Michael Mann. And here's why. Here's why I, the quick thing. Here's why I liked. Here is why I like. Co- Collateral. I'll tell you for this reason. In almost every other movie that Tom Cruise is in, he, for the majority most part, plays a good guy, a protagonist, a someone on the side of good who tries to... A good guy, a good guy to get good stuff done. But in 2004's Collateral, in a... In a, um... In a decision that goes reversal to what he usually is like, he plays the bad guy, the a bad guy, a, a contract killer, a bad contract killer, killer, a killer, where he has the gray hair, um, and, yeah, the way that he plays bad, and violent, and just really not a good guy, he's just a bad guy, as the killer, uh, contract killer in Collateral, very well done to see him in this different light, in a non-good role, he, he, he does a really swell, really, um, Really well, job job well as Vincent, the contract killer in Collateral. Something you you're not used to because you're so used to him in the good parts. All right, the next movie on my list. Um, let's go over the two cameo movies now. These are two movies where he just had cameo scenes and did not have big, long, enlarged parts like most of his movies. So the first cameo scene I want to recommend is how he plays the um, director. Uh, director-producer character in um, Ben Stiller's 2008 comedy movie Tropic Thunder, He, uh, which has Ben Stiller, Jack Black, and Robert Downey Jr. in it, though some people might be offended by Robert Downey Jr. as blackface in this movie, so yeah, something's going to offend somebody in some way, shape, or form, but yeah, in 2008... Uh, the cameo of Tom Cruise as this... Well, I don't want to give away too much, but he he dances and he, he talks smack. And uh, yeah, it's from 2008. I don't want to say the name of the character in case you want to cash it out for yourself. But he plays a very little entertaining dancing character in Tropic Thunder. Now, the second cameo movie I want to mention after Tropic Thunder is... As Tom Cruise himself, as Famous Austin, in Austin Pussy, the movie within a movie within a movie, Austin Powers 3, in Goldmember, from the summer of 2002. And, yeah, I, I was very entertained how he played a... Uh, his own little version of the real Austin Powers, of course, by Mike Myers, as Tom Cruise's famous Austin in Austin Pussy. Austin Pussy, 2002. So, yeah, catch, uh, that's one of the best parts in the first five minute opening of, um, Austin Powers 3 Gold Member. Check out for some Austin Powers 3 Gold Member for you in July. In July coming up, July 2022, I am finally gonna get out for you. Austin Powers three in gold member content, so check that out. Now that we're back, now that we're done done with the cameos, let me continue on the list. Of the movies I did like. I gotta be honest, I didn't really care for War of the Worlds, which is another um, Steven Spielberg one. War of the Worlds didn't do anything for me. Uh, Lions for Lambs didn't do anything for me, he played a senator in that movie, um, that was just really, whatever that was, Lions for Lambs did nothing for me, uh, Valkyrie as the officer trying to go against Hitler, Valkyrie didn't really do much for me, and Night and Day from 2010, Night and Day from 2010, didn't really do anything for me. Night and Day from 2010 did not really do anything for me, with the exception of that one song that plays during it. There was this song that plays during Night and Day that I heard on the radio. I'm gonna just try to... I'm trying to see how it goes. It's hard to... I really don't remember the, um... the exact lyrics and the exact beat rhythm, but there's this... I, it, it's this one song that plays during Night and Day that I've also heard on the radio that just, I like the song, but the song isn't the movie, so Night and Day did nothing except for that one song that plays during it, I don't know if the song play. I think the song plays during the trailer and maybe the movie itself, because it was like, duh, I, I can't remember the name of the title of the song, so I, 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 so I can't say much more about that, and Rock of Ages, again, didn't do anything for me either as well, and neither did Rock of Ages did nothing for me, also The Mummy did nothing for 2017, The Mummy did nothing, and not really much to um, American Made from 2017 either, so, and Edge of Tomorrow was okay, but, in 2014, but again, that didn't do too much rewatchability for me, but the next movie that I actually like, again on the like list, this is gonna be the like list, Uh, After mentioning the two cameos and after mentioning, uh, um, really liking how um, Minority Report was, which was 2002, the next, now in 2012, the next like movie list is the first Jack Reacher movie in 2012. He does a good. He does a good job in this Jack Reacher role. And the other reason that why I like why I like Jack Reacher, is because of the stunning and beautiful Miss Rosamond Pike, who was a bond, bond woman in 2002's Die Another Day. She looks fantastic. It's she's uh, easy on the eyes. Uh, Rosamond Pike, I like that. She is in this Jack Reacher with him like this, and Jack Reacher also features um, a little bit of Joseph Sikora, who uh, more well known for the original Power from 2000, 2014 to two thousand twenty. I do not watch. I do not watch Power Book for Power Book for uh, Force. Just talking about the original Power there, and let's see. Let's go over back now to. Um, The rest of the Mission Impossible movies that I like. So I, like I said, the reason why I like Mission Impossible 1 from 1996 was its showing of the internet, how the internet was back then. Did not care for Mission Impossible 2, the weakest and worst of that. Did not care of Mission Impossible 4 Ghost Protocol, with the exception of the building, but anything that happens before or after the building, I don't like. But I do like Mission Impossible 3 because of, um, where's this at? Hold on. I like Mission Impossible 3 because it brings the team back and also because of how well the main villain Philip Seymour Hoffman as Owen Davian played. And, and it's also nice to watch, uh, Lawrence Fishburne in this movie as well. But yeah, um, Philip, Philip Seymour Hoffman, uh, was really great as one of the more memorable villains in the Mission Impossible franchise. And, uh, so I liked Mission Impossible 3. And then I liked Mission Impossible Rogue Nation from 2015. Mission Impossible 5 Rogue Nation was really well done. As was, uh, most recently, uh, 2018's Mission Impossible Fallout. Mission Impossible Rogue Nation and Mission, Mission Impossible 5 Rogue Nation and Mission Impossible uh, 6 Fallout were directed by uh, Christopher McQuarrie who will also return direct Mission Impossible 7 and 8 with Mission Impossible Dead Reckonings Part 1 and in 2024 please don't change the release dates again Mission Impossible, Mission Impossible 8 and also now known as Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 2 is now filming Mission Part One. We saw the teaser trailer just now. Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning Part Two. Can't wait for Part One and how it resolves in Part Two. I think this might be the closing of the series. At least, um, at least with what Tom Cruise is doing with the character, I can't really see anybody, anybody else playing uh, Ethan Hunt or being uh, the same as him. So I don't know what I don't know what the future of the Mission Impossible franchise will be after eight Dead Reckoning Part Two now filming, but. But yeah, this this is getting a bit long. I'm just about Yeah, we just we just reached 25 minutes in. So, I'm just yeah, I mentioned a lot of it, but real quick, let me just go over the first recap of the movies that I have not seen, have no interest in seeing, and never got into, even if they might even though they might be really um really well done movies some of these but i haven't got into them the ones of tom cruise that i did not get into are 1981's endless love 1981's taps 1982's losing it 1983's the outsiders uh bits and pieces of all the right moves not seeing legend not seeing the color of money not seeing born on the fourth of july not seeing days of thunder not seeing far and away not really seeing much of A Few Good Men, not seeing The Firm, not seeing Interview with a Vampire. Not really care, have, have seen but did not care for Jerry Maguire, with the exception of one scene. Not really caring for Eyes Wide Shut, not really caring for Magnolia, not really caring at all for Vanilla Sky. L- Last Samurai was okay, but it was way too long. Uh, not really caring for World of Worlds, Lions for Lambs, Valkyrie, Night and Day, Rock of Ages, Edge of Tomorrow, Jack Reacher 2, Jack Reacher 2, Never Go Back, The Mummy, American Made, and yeah, those are all the ones I never either saw or to, or care to see, and never really got into for whatever reason. But the movies that I like are. Risky Business from 1983. If you've never seen Risky Business, this really but put uh, Tom Cruise uh, center stage of to open his movie career. So if you've never seen Risky Business from 1983, I recommend it. If you've never seen Top Gun from 86, that's worth a watch. Cocktail is not a good movie. Oh, I almost forgot one movie as my, my fi- one of my favorite. Almost didn't forgot to mention. Uh, Now that I mention, after mentioning the Mission Impossible movies, I cannot leave this podcast being recorded without saying that definitely in my top three to, top, definitely in my top three to five movies, or even top two to four or five, 1988's actually good movie, Rain Man, as the younger brother of the older brother, Dustin Hoffman, and Rain Man, uh, Tom Cruise plays Charlie, Charlie Babbitt, who's the brother of Ro- Dustin Hoffman, and I recently did some Rumble videos about this, and I did a rain-, a rain Man movie review back on my podcast way back in early 2020. We are now in the springs, the spring of 2022 at the time of this recording. Rain Man is highly recommended, definitely in the top three of my favorite Tom Cruise movies, as, as also in my Included, of course, as my favorite, in my favorite of Dustin Hoffman movies. I cannot leave this podcast without saying, if you've never checked out, if you never saw Rain Man, again, the only negative I said, like, like a lot of other Tom Cruise movies, is it being way too long. But if you've never seen Rain Man from 1988, definitely check it out. Definitely recommend Rain Man. So, yeah, I had to make sure I had Rain Man at the top of this list here after I mentioned all of his other movies. So... Yeah, Rain Man from 1988 was his good movie. Really, really something to watch and behold. But not so much Cocktail, with the exception of Elizabeth Shue, Uh After Cocktail for Elizabeth Shue. And then had to mention Rain Man could not make the list. Without having that on there as my top one, two, or three movies of Tom Cruise is Rain Man for sure. Seed if you've never seen it. Uh, Mission Impossible one because the internet being, 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 being uh, included in its little internet way of Mission Impossible one. Did not care for Mission Impossible two. Uh, did not care for Vanilla Sky. <clears throat> Excuse me. He had a great, uh, really neat cameo as famous Austin in, Aust- in the movie within a movie within a movie. Austin, mo- Austin Pussy, Austin Powers 3 in Gold Member. Check out Austin Powers 3 in Gold Member coming out for you in the month of July, July 2022. We'll finally have Austin Powers 3 Gold Member co- content. Uh, Last Samurai was alright, but way too long. Uh, collateral, as Vincent, the contract killer in Collateral, Michael Mance, 2004. If you've never seen Collateral, and you're only used to Tom Cruise being in good guy roles, a so good guy, mostly good um protagonists, in Collateral, as a bad guy with gray hair, as a killer... He plays the role really well. If you've never seen Collateral, I recommend that. uh, Didn't really care for Lions for Lambs. A good cameo as a certain character in Dancing and and Talking in Tropic Thunder. Didn't really care for Night and Day except for one song it had in it, which I can't remember the name of the song or exactly what it is, so I can't really say fully what that was all about, but there's a one song about Night and Day I like, but that's only part of it. Didn't care for Ghost Protocol or or Mission Impossible 2. Someone was impressed by Oblivion, seeing it recently on HBO on the TV, with or without Sandon, check off, uh, check out, um, Oblivion, the 2013 science fiction movie, Edge of Tomorrow was okay, but I never really got into it, Mission Impossible 5 Rogue Nation was really well done, as of course was Mission Impossible 6 Fallout. Uh, never really got into the Mummy or American Maid. Uh, the teaser trailer for Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1 just came out. It was really well done, and I I can I cannot wait to hopefully God willing see Mission Impossible 7, Dead Reckoning Part 1 in the summer of 2023. And they're filming now part two and uh or well part two slash the eighth movie. And uh yeah, these were my favorite and not so favorite. Tom Cruise movies, the select movies of Tom Cruise that I really, that I really, really liked, the select amount that I mentioned, and the movies that I either uh, didn't really care for or never saw or have no interest to see were also mentioned as well. But yeah, Tom Cruise is one of the, the last standing, actual, real Hollywood stars that really wants to put out really, really great, really spectacular entertainment for everybody with the stunts that he does, and just the way he portrays all these characters that in, in a way that only he can. And I did want to mention again, one thing about the teaser trailer for Mission Impossible 7, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1, the way that the, the teaser trailer is... Um, uh, produced, made for everybody. That the way they do the fonts of the words of the titles, and even though and the little tiny bit of music, the little bit of character brought back from the very first movie. Don't want to give too much away with that. The spec, the, the teaser trailer was so well crafted by him, or maybe it wasn't by him, but whoever crafted the teaser trailer to make it the way that it was with the fonts, with the action looks like almost like John Wick type action and being in the desert and just really every little part of the scene each scene in each scene of the teaser trailer really well done but um yeah um I just thought you know with Top Gun 2 Maverick coming out really soon it's coming up just in the really real near future and I'm gonna be catching it next Tuesday with some friends and I got a discussion of the first movie coming out for you real soon then I just wanted to have this out for you on record on what exactly my favorite Tom Cruise movies are, which also had to include the Tom Cru- the Tom Cruise movies that I didn't really care for, never saw, or, or have no interest in. So it's a little balance of both what I the ones I liked to the ones not so much. But yeah, um, yeah, Tom Cruise, he is uh, with with the exception of whatever religion he believes in. Uh, Outside of the religion aspect, just him as an entertainer, the way he entertains us in all of his movies, despite his religion, whatever. Uh, yeah, Tom Cruise, I just want to say thank you, Tom Cruise, and hopefully you can entertain us for many more years to come. It's interesting to see that this is going to almost close out his, his storylines of Ethan Hunt 7 and 8, where it also goes back to Mission Impossible 1. With the callbacks and maybe maybe it'll show the other movies as well. But like, yeah, Tom Cruise, one of my favorite actors, one of my favorite entertainers. These were my favorite Tom Cruise movies, and not so much the ones I didn't care for or never saw as much. um Maybe you could sell me on the movies that I didn't mention then. That might still be good. But yeah, I just mentioned the ones for sure that I liked. And the ones for The Shore that i never seen or don't care for as much. But yeah. And by the way, he's also a producer. He produces a lot of his own movies as well. He actually still produced... He, he, he started producing in 1996 with the first Mission Impossible. So he actually produced Mission Impossible. And produced Mission Impossible 2. And then he'll uh, produce some other movies as well. But yeah, he did actually produce the first two Mission Impossible movies. Um... Yeah. But yeah, Tom Cruise thought a good time when now was to talk about him. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you've made it this far. But that, I think this has gone long enough. I mentioned the likes that why I like certain movies and why I didn't care for, didn't like or didn't see others. But um Yeah, Tom Cruise. Can't wait to see him in Top Gun 2 Maverick next next week and can't wait to uh hopefully see mission impossible 7 mission impossible dead reckoning part 1 in the summer of 2023 but with all that said support your local movie theater at AMC three AMC 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 movie theaters uh, if there's any movies you want to see at AMC um the um if you have if you haven't been to movies because they might not exist in the next 10 or 15 years from now so go support your local AMC movie theater to see movies on the big screen the way they're meant to be seen Especially with movies like Top Gun Maverick, the sequel finally coming out, and with this Mission Impossible stuff, and just just supporting movies that you really want to see to keep the movie theaters in business, because there's no other way to see a movie than the big screen. It's not the same on the smaller screen. And uh, yeah, that's what I wanted to say about the movie theaters, and um, at least for now, everybody dance <clears throat> and have a good time one more time. Everybody dance and have a good time. This is... Everybody dance and have a good time. This is Millennial Man Motions Entertainment LLC. Signing out.